Welcome everyone to the first iteration of the After Hours Podcast. I am your host, Gil, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony, today. Hello, everybody. This, Considering this is the first episode of our podcast, I would like to basically talk about what we're going to be doing in the future, which mainly would be covering albums, uh, different types of cinema, whether it be movies, short films, uh, even some series or short films would work. Mm-hmm. Um, what else should we talk about? We, we, we will be talking about video games as well. Mainly, we're thinking maybe in the future talking about Cyberpunk, considering it's one of the newest games to come out of the year. Kid Cudi's new album. Kid Cudi's new album will definitely be uh, later down the road. But today, we are focusing on 21 Savage's newest album, Savage Mode 2, which is co-produced with Metro Boomin, of course. Metro Boomin being one of the greatest producers of all time. You know, he worked with 21 Savage in 2018 in the album Not Our Heroes Wear Capes, which I felt had... Really good production, especially like with songs like Space Cadet and, and other songs in the album. The last album from 21 Savage as well was I Am Over I Was. But today we are focusing on Savage Mode 2. And to start off, an album introduction is like the most important part of the album. And the intro can really set tone for the rest of the album. And I feel like this introduction with Morgan Freeman speaking with a beat in the background is just like the best you can start it off with. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it has a nice authenticity to it. The fact that they had Morgan Freeman, it just makes it, you know, very badass. I I couldn't make a better introduction than that. Yeah, I feel like Morgan Freeman's, like, you know, narrative voice is, like, really good in anything, whether it be a movie or documentary, and especially right now in an album. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Morgan Freeman talks about how the greatest number an army can become is one, you know, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's mentioning how an army or a platoon, if they work as a unit, that's the greatest number they can work in, which I find really interesting, you know, to mention uh, in a rap album, but, you know, I feel like it was a strong introduction. Yeah, I agree. You know, next up we have uh, Run In, which is the second track of the album. At the beginning, it starts off like a broken vinyl. You can kind of hear the crackling, and then you hear, like, the little piano playing in the background with the beat and i feel like it's just really good yeah it was a really good song it has um potential and i i believe it is the number one of his songs right now you know because it has kind of like a beat that's almost enchanting and um it you know the flow is good he has amazing sample oh yeah i forgot about the sample yeah the sample is i thought it took a little while by Diana Ross and I thought it was a really interesting sample I really like how he used like the beat from the song well obviously this was Metro Boomin's work with the sample and you can hear the voice of the woman as well being repeated in loop which I said which like you said is um I'm pretty sure that's what made it number one like the little catchy beat and it's definitely a song to vibe to this the sample is from 1976 of course and even though it's a bit repetitive I can see how it is number one on his Spotify Personally, I think it's like one of the weaker songs in comparison to others, but I f- still feel it's like a pretty good, solid song. Overall, yeah, solid song. We also have uh, an outro from Morgan Freeman in the last 20 or so seconds of the song. And uh, he mentions uh, whether things are better or worse the second time around, which is I found really interesting. You know, throughout the album, Morgan Freeman really drops some lines that, you know, really make you think. In the yeah. song, you can also hear Savage mentioning Savage Mode 1, or like the first iteration of Savage Mode, and how it dropped in 2016, which I feel like it's a really good callback, or a good way to start off the album by mentioning, you know, the uh, the first title of, I guess, this uh, two-part album. Yeah. 
Alright, next we got Glock in my lap. It starts off with a violin. Mm-hmm. And but you know, unlike all the other songs, it doesn't go as hard. It doesn't it doesn't pique my interest. It it wasn't uh as solid as the other songs in my perspective. Yeah, I feel like you know, like like you mentioned, the main thing we take away from the song is the violins. I feel like the violins do a very good job and it has a really good outro, but you know, like the middle part is just lacking a bit in comparison to other songs i think this is like one of the lowest i would uh put in the album in comparison to the rest i feel like i'll put this in my 14 or 15 spot because the whole album has 15 songs and it's about an hour long which i feel like it's a pretty good length and the album also only has three features which we'll get to see in a bit next up is mr right now which obviously has the first feature which i find it interesting that the first feature is drake yeah, I believe that it was overall kind of an addictive song. The mm-hmm. the beat was very unique, and I mean the use the lyrically it was good as well as the part with Drake. I believe that it was a really solid song. Yeah, I believe like the catchy beat and obviously the feature of Drake made it its number two. If you go to Spotify and check uh, Twenty One Savages top fives, so you can see Mister Right Now as the number two spot, which I really like how. It switches the beat between when Drake is singing and when Savage is singing. Like, you can tell, like, the difference in tone and everything. Mm-hmm. And the back and forth, I feel like it's really good. It's a, definitely an upbeat song to vibe to. And, you know, Drake's feature is, like, a really nice implementation to the album. And uh, the outro, which is a, a person talking. I think, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was a lady. And it transitions perfectly into RNS. You know, the transition. I really like when artists have a either a phone call or a person talking and it ends uh, in the outro of a song, but it continues and it picks up in the next song, which I feel like it was a really smooth transition from Metro Boomin. Yeah. Uh, one last thing to note for Mr. Right Now is definitely that uh, it became one of the most popular songs of the album, which I believe, I mean, it deserves it, right? It's definitely commercial and catchy, but I feel like others deserve a little bit more light. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the, the outro is a lady speaking, which transitions into our next track, Track number five, RNS, featuring Young Thug, the second uh, feature of the album. Well, what what was the main takeaways you had for this song? Uh, RNS was just overall an amazing song. It had amazing bars. The flow was amazing. Transition overall, the melody, everything about it was just amazing. It it deserves number one in my opinion. This song also included some violins, uh, like Glock in my lab, but I feel like this one just had the beat. With the violins way more, you know, stable. Uh, it transitioned very good throughout the song, and especially at the outro where it's just a violin with bass, with a bass guitar, and I feel like that was one of the best outros or like uh, last twenty seconds of a song in the album. I think that was like, you know, the best. Yeah, I but totally agree. I think it's one of like it really shows like the great production that Metro Boomin can bring to the table. And uh, anything else you have to say about this one? Um, not not really. It's just like. A really amazing song. I, I recommend it for everyone. So that's the first five tracks of the album. You know, we're already uh, a third of the way in. And I feel like it does a good job at setting the tone or the mood for the album. But I feel like the first third is kind of like the one that lacks the most. Yeah. Because I feel the second and third part of the album uh, just does a really better job in the production, the lyrics. And, you know, it's. I feel like the meat of the album, which is like the track number six through ten... Is really the best part of the album. I mean, also the last five songs, I feel like 
got also pretty good. Yeah. But moving on, track number six, Slide In. What do you have to say about this one? Slide In, it wasn't as good as other songs. Yeah, I agree. I just like the part uh, with Morgan Freeman, honestly. Yeah. I feel like the repetitive beat, uh, I think I mentioned before, usually when there's a repetitive beat, you know it's going to be a rap song or there's going to be a flow. But I feel like the the beat just really got very repetitive. Uh, I mean, it matches perfectly with the flow with the 21 Savage, but I feel like the song could have been shorter. Yeah, it should have been. Or maybe um, if it was kind of not as repetitive because there's a lot of repetitivity um, in different songs of his such as you know running i really like how uh he has an uh a sample of ar shooting when he mentions obviously that uh you know that there's uh that he carries ars and stuff and i really like how they implemented like the shooting sounds in the background to the song i guess it added to the flow but i feel like it's just one of the weakest songs in the album it was also a John Wick reference, which I thought was pretty interesting. And of course, who can forget about Morgan Freeman's outro, which uh, the outro, uh, I think one of the main takeaways from the outro is when Morgan Freeman says, uh, life is a double-edged sword. So I think, you know, yet again, Morgan Freeman coming in, giving a speech, you know, like it really sets a good tone for the album, which I think is like what makes it stand out the most from other albums. Yeah. Next up, we have Many Men, which I think is one of the best songs in the album. Yeah, I totally agree. It was one of the best. Um, lyrically, it was it was nice. The flow was nice. It, it went really hard. Yeah, I feel like the it has a really good beat, like most of the songs, if not all the songs. I don't think any of the song has a bad beat, especially like it continues saying. Uh, Metro Boomin just does a really amazing job. Uh, at first, I thought it was... Uh, Kind of like a sample from a song from a game that I had played before from the Nintendo 64. But it's a sample. We we looked up the sample, didn't we? What was it? Um, I don't quite remember what. I think I wrote it. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, it's actually, it gets a sample from another song that's by the same name, Many Men by uh, 50 Cent, which was published in 2003. And it also uses the beat flow which is another sample of a song called Tomorrow So Far Away by Chromatics, which was published in 2007. So this one has a double sample, which I feel was really well implemented into the song. Yeah. You know, the background is really good. It matches perfectly with the mood of the song. And, you know, you have like the classic uh, Metro introduction where, you know, he shouts out his name, which I think is really cool. Anything else you want to say about this one? Um, No, it's just overall an amazing song. And yeah. For the, our next song, we have Snitches and Rats, the interlude. Yeah. Amazing way Morgan Freeman defined the difference between a snitch and a rat, basically. Yeah, which I thought, I, when I first heard this song, I thought it was from a, a movie where, I haven't seen it yet, but Morgan Freeman is an inmate, so I thought it was set there, but apparently, no, everything Morgan Freeman says in this album is original. He came into the studio, he recorded his voice, you know, so everything is original, but the whole interlude is just uh, Morgan Freeman speaking. Which I think is just a perfect way to transition into the next song, which is the Snitches and Rats, you know. And the perfect transition between the end of the interlude and the actual song. You know, I feel like it was a nice beat switch and transition into, you know, the last feature of the album, which is uh, Young Nudie. Which I personally don't know much about Young Nudie. When he started singing, he definitely had like a rougher tone, which I fit, I think fit perfectly into the song and 
the you know like the message that it's trying to say about like overall yeah i agree um although i find snitches and rat not a very strong song it wasn't as uh compelling as other songs um it had a really great transition from the interlude i think the interlude is actually better than the actual song yeah uh, and even though the interlude is just literally Morgan Freeman talking with uh, a beat in the background and there's no actually, you know, lyrics or it, maybe you won't consider it an actual song, but I think it is actually just better than the actual Snitches and Rats song. Yeah, I agree. You know, next up, we're already moving into number 10, My Dog. You know, which I think the main takeaway for this is the the amazing piano beat that it has, you know, and especially at the outro when it's just a piano, I think it really makes it stand out for the rest. Yeah. I think this is definitely one of the best, better songs of the album. And, you know, considering we're already going into, like, the last uh, six songs, um, I think this is where it really, really starts to pick up. Yeah. Or it just totally flops. <laughs> you know, uh, My Dog actually also has a feature, Mystery by, I'm probably going to butcher this, Bernard Schnott. <laughs> yeah, I just can't say that. It's a song from 2016. If you want to look at the... I'm pretty sure if you just search up Bernard by Mystery, it'll pop out because I, I really can't pronounce the other half. I'll, I'll probably butcher it. You know, we're already moving on to track number 11, Step In, which I think is one of the most unique ones from the album. Yeah, I totally agree. It was it was really nice, the flow, and I know it, it kind of sounds like I'm repetitive, but just like overall, a lot of the songs, just the flow is amazing, beats, and he goes really hard in uh, Step In. You know, uh, Moving back real quick to track number seven, Many Men, I forgot to include this as well, is that there's another outro from Morgan Freeman in there, which I think this is one that really stuck with me after listening to the album uh, for the second time around, which says, hatred is born from hatred itself. This is the downfall of Many Men, which I thought it was an amazing way to finish off the track. But, you know, coming back to Step In, I really like the old school beat. Uh, the trumpets are, and everything, it reminds me of, you know, like, I don't know why, it reminded me of Space Jam. And there's also this scratching, you know, like old school and everything. Like DJ type. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was original production from Metro Boomin, but apparently it was sampled from a song called Everlasting Bass by Rodney O, which was published in 1988. So you definitely you can tell that it's uh, the beat is old school and everything, but it, I think it fits perfectly with 21 Savage singing and everything. Yeah, it really did. You know, next up... Uh, brand new Draco, right? Brand new Draco, yeah. Which I think is one of the best songs uh, in the album. Definitely my top five, I yeah, would say. It's a bop. Like, straight up, it, it's a really good song to just vibe to. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was just everything about it was really good. Yeah, I feel like, like it had, like, a, a nice beat. You know, uh, sometimes the beat stops and you just hear 21 singing and then it resumes. And I think that's a, a perfect way to go back and forth between, you know, the beat stopping and resuming. I feel like that's... That's what makes it stand out for me. And then at the end, he's rhyming some words that you wouldn't really rhyme otherwise. But the way he says it is, it just fits perfectly, which is, you know, he rhymes sweater, cheddar, vendetta, and beretta. So I, I just thought it was really funny the way he manipulated the way words are said to make them rhyme, even if otherwise they wouldn't rhyme. Uh, what else do you have to say about this one? Um, Just that it's an overall amazing song. Yeah. Uh, moving on to No Up, Left Behind, which I think is definitely... Uh, it like, had a nice soft beat. Yeah, it has a nice soft beat. It's very laid back. It's a song to like just vibe to. You know, and sometimes at, at the very end, they muffle the voice uh, 
of 21 Savage, which I think fits perfectly. I would have really liked to see the whole song with that muffled type of voice or that filter that they added to 21's, uh, you know, voice, which I think was really nice to like end the song. Very chill. This is another one of the tracks where Morgan Freeman has an outro at the end, which he says, many enemies are a distraction. If possible, all enemies should be eliminated, which I think is, you know, really interesting. Really strong ending. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering like, you know, he says, you know, that enemies, if anything, are just a distraction. You just need to get rid of them. And I thought that was really good. It sounds very powerful. Yeah. We are moving on to our last two tracks, which I think are some of the best ones, to be honest. Moving on to R.I.P. Love, track number 14. What do you have to say? It was probably the best, if not one of the best songs out of the whole track. Mm -hmm. Um it had kind of like a low, uh, so, uh, soft lo-fi type beat. Um, obviously, the song was devoted kind of to like a loved one that probably passed away. Yeah, yeah. And he switches the beats, and it it sounds really good. The transition, it has soft piano. It just overall was an amazing song. It was solid. Yeah, like you mentioned, the way he switches beats uh, back and forth, where like sometimes it stops or it switches beats to something more. Uh more soft i really like how it goes back and forth between uh his singing and i I think it fit perfectly i feel like the song is like kind of like a dream style song because of the melody and everything and the sounds in the background uh i think he was going for like kind of like a magical type of uh you know mood considering he's talking about love and when he switches the beat into a more darker you know louder piano i think that that was just perfect in my opinion and then at the end when it's just the guitar Mixed with uh, Morgan Freeman's uh, speech, is just it's just perfect. Yeah, it just was a perfect song overall. Yeah, yeah. It's like no complaints at all. And of course, with Morgan Freeman talking at the end, he mentions how love can last forever, but lust and infatuation always fades away, which I think is a, a really strong message. Yeah. And I think this one actually had a a sample as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mix um. Oh yeah, the sample for this song is Mixed Up Moods by Fantastic Four, which was published in 1977. Amazing. Yeah, I really like the use of samples in, throughout the album. Really good job done. And lastly, we are arrived to the end, to Said and Done. What do you have to say? Uh, Said and Done, it wasn't, for me it was good, it was a good song, but it wasn't maybe as strong as, let's say, Men and Men, No Ops Left Behind. I feel like it was an okay song, but I would have rather had an, another song to be the closing to the album. I mean, the name says it all, right? Of course, said and done. It's the end of the album. And you have a Morgan Freeman speech at the end, which I think the Morgan Freeman speech at the end is the best part of the song. Yeah. But I feel like the the last uh, you know, song for the album could have been stronger or better. It could have. But, you know, the sample that they used was really interesting. I like the... Um, incorporation of the sample for the lyrics um it was it made it stand out more yeah yeah for those who don't know the sample is touch me now by stephanie mills which was published in 1987 so all the samples used are songs from before the 2000s or just on the dot on published on the 2000s which i thought was really interesting you know it kind of makes it feel like a like a mix of new with old and i think they did a pretty good job you know, Metro Boomer was really got here and throughout the album with his production. I think it was 
if I do say so myself, even better than uh, Not Our Heroes Wear Capes, which I thought was one of the greatest uh, albums production-wise. So, yeah, that's basically everything from the album. That is Savage Mode (laughs) 2. It is indeed. But we also want to mention quickly uh, the music videos, which uh, there was only two music videos for the album, which I I think it was okay. But I would have rather had music videos for other songs. Uh, One of them was My Dog, which kind of had a Vice City vibe when I watched it. It was... um, you know, the way they were dressing, they, they go to a compound, and at the end, you can see uh, Metro Boomin and 21 making a deal, so I thought that was really interesting, I'm pretty sure they were just going for that Vice City vibes. Yeah. Uh, the other music video that they made, it was Running, which at the beginning, they mentioned that uh, they brought a, a Grammy to Atlanta, where the Grammy was given to Metro and 21 for best rap song. You know, at the beginning of 2020, which I thought it was really interesting that they made a music video with that. You can just see it, the Grammy being passed around from person to person. And I thought it was an okay music video. I really like the My Dog music video better, considering it has like a, you know, like an old school type of uh, vibe to the whole music video. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, what else do you want to say? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, throughout the whole album, 21 really just really likes to use the word pussy a lot. We actually took the time. To break down the lyrics and see how many times he says pussy. And he says it an outstanding amount of 99 times. He didn't make it to 100. I'm pretty sure he stopped himself from making it to 100. But he did say it 99 times. Which, if anything, that's a main takeaway from the album. Yeah, that's what makes it truly unique. Yeah. And I really like the way he uh, says uh, pussy. Like, uh, in a different way. But, you know, finish talking about the album without mentioning all the times... Metro Boomin introduced himself, of course, in running. He used the classic, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. The other one is Metro Boomin Want Some More, which was used in Glock in My Lap and in a quite other few songs as well. And I think my best, the best one I think he used is just when he says uh, Metro for like a long time. And that one was used in Brand New Draco, Many Men, and Mr. Right Now. You know, those are all the intros he uses, the different iterations of his intro. Which I think are really good. Yeah. Uh, lastly, but not least, which I think is the most important thing. You know, uh, do you want to give your tier list for the the album? What was your number one? My number one had to be RNS. It RNS, was yeah. Very addictive. It was very nice. I like the flow. I like the lyrics. Overall, very strong song. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely one of the best songs. For me, my number one was R.I.P. Love. But on my number two is RNS. Definitely Absolutely great production, great lyrics, you know, really good song to vibe to. If anything, you should check R.I.P. Love and R.N.S. over the top two that he has on Spotify, which we said was Running and Mr. Right Now. Obviously, those are more commercial and R.N.S. and R.I.P. Love are not so much, but just the beat and uh, and the lyrics are just worth checking out. Yeah, just overall, you're going to have like a more better time, I feel like. What did you put for your number two? Number three. Number three was Mr. Right Now. Mr. I, I really like the use of Drake, um, the feature of Drake. Uh, and the the beat was interesting. It kind of lost me a little, but um, I think the lyrics really made me stay and made me put it uh, to the, my third. For me, it was Many Men. Uh, before we move on, uh, what did you give like overall score to your number one song, which was RNS? Like, did you give it a 10? I definitely give it like a 10 out of 10. It was a good song. Oh, really? Uh, okay. I mean, I feel like all the songs were amazing, but the my number one, uh, I give it a 9.5. Like, I feel like 
even though it was an amazing song, um, I didn't quite give it the 10 yet. But overall, I, I still think it's like the best song from the album and a really good song in comparison to others. You know, next up uh, for my number four, I put Brand New Draco, which, you know, the beat is catchy, the ending is amazing. And uh, I thought that was my number. I thought that was perfect for number four. What did you put? Um, for me, Brand New Draco is my number five. It mm. was coming up close. You yeah, know, yeah. It was a tie between that or No Ops Left Behind because mm-hmm. you know, both of those songs were overall just really strong, really good. But yeah, they just don't hit that, num- like, that number one spot. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite hit the number one spot, but I still think it's a really good song. And it's interesting that you put, um, you know, No Op Behind, No Op Left Behind, and then Brandon Draco. I had it the other way around, but I still think, like, overall, it's a, a really good song. You know, next for my six through seven, I had My Dog and then the intro, which, even though the intro is not, I wouldn't consider it a song, I think it still is one of the best, you know, iterations in the album. Yeah. For me, uh, my number six and seven was running and then intro. Mm. Running was pretty good. I feel like, um, you know, it's a vibe. It's it's just an overall bop. It's just very enjoyable. Well, even with the repetition. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, actually, that's very interesting. I, mean, I think you might be surprised. I put running in my number thirteen. It was very low. Yeah, it was very low. Uh, personally, I like more laid back, chill songs, and even th- some of the ones like Brand New Draco, which are more about pumped up uh i really enjoyed but i don't know i just feel like running was just a bit too repetitive for me yeah i understand it, it could also feel a little repetitive but yeah. um for me i just kind of enjoyed it even with the repetitiveness what did you put for your uh, last two number 14 and 15 my last two was uh glock in my lap and then sn stepping yeah yeah and that's interesting i, I mean I, I agree with glock in my lap number 14 but number 15 i put slide and where did you put slide in slide was 13 for you okay yeah i mean it's still uh low yeah uh they just weren't strong they, they didn't stick out and yeah they're just some of them were too repetitive to the point where it wasn't really much enjoyable just mm. what did you score the last uh spot the last Last spot, mm. I did a 3 out of 10. A 3 out of 10, that's re- okay. I was a bit more merciful. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I think that the worst song in the album is a 6 out of 10. And maybe it's because of style, like maybe my type of my music yeah, style yeah, yeah. is different or whatever, but you know, just it didn't really compel me in any way. It felt kind of like any other song. It didn't give yeah, me I agree. authenticity. No, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we're just missing our spots from uh, 10 through 13. What did you put for those? Uh, ten through thirteen. Yeah, it was my dog, uh, snitches and rats, the interlude, and then the yeah. actual song. Yeah, and yeah. Then it was sliding. Uh, for number ten, I put step in, and uh, eleven and twelve was snitches and rats. Obviously, the interlude being above the actual song, which is quite unfortunate. But the transition, though, was it was really good. It was amazing for amazing transition. Yeah, yeah. Weak uh, lyrics. Like, yeah, it was weak. Uh, it was it was kind of sad. A little because um, I was expecting a little bit more because of how you get the introduce of Morgan Freeman making yeah. it all super hyped and then mm-hmm. the song isn't as strong. Did we mention? I need to check if we mentioned. Okay, so yeah, uh, I was gonna, I was checking if we wrote anything for the the speech that Morgan Freeman says at the end. But overall, I think he's just saying goodbye, uh, and and I think he expresses his gratitude for listening to the album. And he mentions how, you know, we need to stay in savage mode because otherwise it will be too damn civilized. Which I think is just a very good way to close down on the album. You know, 
I really liked the production, the lyrics were good, on some songs it was kind of lacking, and sometimes the beat was a bit repetitive, but overall I feel like the production for Metro Boomin was amazing, and you know, 21 always brings something good to the table, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Well, what do you think in comparison to other rap albums of this year's? Do you think it's uh, better or worse? I think it's overall... It was really so. It was really good. It was really solid. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of enjoyable songs and more songs than I would expect to be enjoyable, in my opinion. He makes Twenty One Savage makes good music. Not all of it I I like personally, but like this album, he had so many songs that I actually really enjoyed, and you know it was just amazing. I think it's definitely like a good album to you know just play when you're like in the gym or working out. It definitely pumps you up. Yeah. The beats are amazing. You know, overall, I would. What would you give the album overall? Overall, I'd give it a uh, eight out of ten. I was gonna say the same thing, eight out of ten. But I, after listening to to it a third time, I, I I'm just gonna push it a little bit up to eight point five out of ten. I don't think it's album of the year, but I do think it's one of the best ones out of the whole year. Definitely. Right, well, thank you everyone for listening. This was our own thoughts and opinions on the album of uh, Savage Mode 2. You should go check it out. It's on Spotify. You can find all the videos on YouTube as well. There's a deluxe version, but, you know, we gave it a listen and then we thought it wasn't worth mentioning that much because the deluxe version is just the same album, but, you know, slowed and reverb, which I think is like a really lazy deluxe version of the album, in my opinion. Yeah. I would, I would actually give the deluxe version of the album a, a 6 out of 10. I would give it like a seven. I mean, I like slow and reverb songs, um, yeah. and I think uh, the slow reverb version of uh, Mister Right Now is pretty good. Well, well, yeah. I mean, some were I guess added more chill vibe to it, but I feel like overall, like just adding the slow and reverb to the, all the songs in the album was just unnecessary. And I would have rather had like three or four more songs added to the deluxe version rather than just remixes. But yeah. it is what it is. It is. Yeah, it is what it is. So, all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening once again. If you want to check out the album, it's on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, and I'm pretty sure on any other platform you can think of. This has been the After Hours cast. Thank you. And this is the pilot episode. We'll see you hopefully next week with uh, an episode covering Man on the Moon 3. So look forward to that. We're going to be talking about Kid Cudi's newest album. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night in case we don't see you again. Until next time, stay in savage mode, because anything else would be too damn civilized.